0: It will be different for everybody. Everyone will have a different way of what motivates you because some people are motivated out of anger and some people are motivated out of rewards. I'm motivated out of affirmation. Like if somebody tells me good job, I'm gonna keep doing that and do it even better, right? So you have to know how you're motivated.
1: We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode in our series on perseverance. I'm joined once again today by Gabe Cox, one of our Startup Society success coaches, an author, a marathon runner, a homeschooling mother. Gabe is a powerhouse woman and someone who has really become an expert on persevering through and achieving your goals. I'm so excited to have Gabe joining me for this entire series. So welcome back, Gabe, to another episode. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Well, thank you so much for all the wisdom you've already shared in these past two episodes we've done. We first talked about perseverance, why it is so important and how it relates to discipline and integrity and why it's not just about the end outcome that you will eventually achieve. And you know, a lot of the time I think we think like, oh, I need to persevere so I can get the result that that I'm aiming for, but really how much it can teach you about life and how it can develop your character. If you haven't listened to that first episode, it was really good. We had a great discussion about that. And then in episode two, we talked about how to set yourself up for success from the start. So these were things to do even before you really start doing the work, even before you start persevering, but just some things that you can do in like planning and that sort of thing so that you can be set up for success. And so now in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to stay motivated. So you've gotten into the trenches. You are doing the work, but, you know, some things are coming up and it can be tough to keep going. We're going to talk more about those things in a future episode. But right now, we're going to start by just talking about, well, how do you stay motivated when maybe you don't feel that motivated? You know, maybe you're having an off day. Maybe you are not full of the, the fire that initially was lit under you for why you wanted to achieve that goal. Maybe something is a little bit getting in your way. So what can you do to stay motivated when you're not feeling that excited about the goal that you're working towards? I think that this is one of the things that people think about the most when they think about achieving a goal and they say, how do I stay motivated? People ask me all the time, like, how do you stay motivated? It's such a bigger issue than that. And so I want to make sure that people who are listening to this episode right now that you do go on and you listen to the other episodes in the series as well, because just some motivation hacks, they're not really going to cut it. They're not going to be enough to have perseverance and to get the results, but it's an important piece of the puzzle. So with all that in mind Gabe, what is your first tip for how people can stay motivated when maybe they're not feeling it?
0: Yeah, that's the thing is that it's our feelings. So do we feel motivated and how do we do that? As entrepreneurs, you have to motivate yourself and motivation is fleeting, it comes and goes. And so how do you keep it in front of you? You can't have a motivational speaker in your house all day long. One of the biggest things, and we've talked about why your why is so important and getting to that deep-rooted why, but what you can do with that, the tangible thing you can do with that is to keep a picture of your why in front of you. And really, the reason for that is because the more you see your why, the more it's going to drive down into your heart, and it's going to drive you. Um, And when when we don't have it in front of us, And we're not thinking about it, then that motivation, we can kind of give or take or say, I don't need I don't feel like it today. We'll let our feelings control us instead of us controlling them. And there is warrant to our feelings like we have feelings for a reason, but we have to understand is this feeling Warranted? Is this something I could, should keep or is this something that I need to throw because it's lying to me? Um, but that picture of your why, it's not because you're going to manifest it. And like we talked about in the other another episode, I can't look at a car and become a car. Um, but really, the reason why you're looking at it is because it's a reminder to you as to what you're doing and why you're doing it and if you put it on your mirror like your bathroom mirror or sometimes i'll put it on my garage door because i go in and out every day doing kids activities and different things then it's a reminder to myself like oh yeah that's why i'm doing what i'm doing and it keeps the passion going instead of me just kind of sometimes that passion can fade and then once that fades uh, it becomes more monotonous than it does become exciting you know
1: So this is essentially the idea of like creating a vision board or something like that. Some sort of visual representation of your reasons why you want to achieve your goal. And you may have encountered this... This idea, this tactic, um, when people were talking about how to like manifest your goals, I did an episode on YouTube a few, well, last year, let's say, um, about the science of quote manifestation and why manifestation works. And you know, the really curious thing about it is that most of the tactics people use to manifest their goals, manifest their success, the tactics do work. They just work for completely different reasons than people think. They're working. And so, you know, one little reason why this works is because you're being reminded of why you want the thing. You're being reminded of what you want. You are being reminded of what your goal is. And when you are reminded of it, then you're more likely to stick with it and keep doing the work. Because like, let's say that you are, you know, this is a really common goal of a lot of people, trying to lose weight, okay? So what you need to do is you need to eat, uh, eat three balanced meals a day, let's say. And you need to eat half your plate of veggies. Well, that's not that exciting. That's not sexy. That's not maybe something you really want to do and so if you're just focused on that and you lose sight of where you want to go maybe what you want your body to become how healthy you want your body to become a certain dress size you want to fit into or something like that and you're just focused on the broccoli on your plate well that is not that motivating but if you can have some sort of visual representation of what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it then that will help you to keep that end in sight and to just help you to remember your reason why which is going to be so much more motivating hmm If you are listening right now and you haven't watched that episode on YouTube about the science of manifestation, I would highly recommend that one. I think that there's a lot of great insights there and some really interesting science about these different manifestation tactics. And really, when you understand why they actually work, you're going to be much more motivated to use those tactics and you'll get better results with them as well, rather than just, as Gabe said, sitting around wishing you were a car and then wondering why it's not happening, right? You actually have (laughs) to do the work to make things happen. You have to do the work. You have to understand your goal, understand your reason why you want to achieve your goal, understand how you will achieve your goal. And that will do so much more for your ability to achieve your goal. Okay, so let's move on, Gabe, and talk about rewards and
0: how rewards can potentially fit into this picture. Yeah, so one thing that I like to do is set small rewards uh, for myself and when I'm coaching others to talk about what, what motivates, what are some things that are fun for them that they could use for rewards. And these aren't for, okay, I completed my vision, I get this reward. No, these are for your daily tasks. So something to say, okay, well, I love watching movies or we love Family movies. Okay, well, I want to be able to finish uh, whatever task I need to do that day, and then I can reward myself at night. And the reason this works is because yeah, you could probably just watch the movie anyway, right? But um, it works because you're setting a goal. And then there's actually something behind it. Like you get to do something with it. And your reward could be something bigger for bigger goals. It could be small like that. Like I'm only going to have, I, I shouldn't have the bowl of ice cream analogy because we were talking about eating healthy, but um, I can have my ice cream. That's my my treat of choice um, if I get my podcast episodes done for the month, right? Or something like that, just something tangible that you can use as a motivation. And um, I would say do that for either daily tasks, like maybe it's just a small thing that you like to do at the end of the night, or a monthly goal where it can be something bigger. Maybe you can go out on a date night to a fancy restaurant or you can buy yourself those. For me, it would be like buying myself those running shoes I need to train for the marathon and something that will drive you a little bit further. And the small rewards are just to keep you in your momentum, to keep that daily habit going. And then yes, you'll have these great rewards when you hit your vision too. And, you know, I think that there are some important things that need to be said about rewards,
1: though, because there are some traps I think people fall into. So the first thing I'll mention would be that, well, something you already said, which is like you don't want to just give yourself a reward for achieving your final your final goal, but instead giving yourself these smaller rewards along the way, because in order to achieve this, the big goal, you already have a reason why you want to achieve that. And you already are going to get the reward of just having achieved that. So that's already a big motivation there. But the hard part is staying committed on a daily basis and working your habits. And so if you can really create a more positive mental association with those habits and give yourself little rewards along the way, then that is going to make you more motivated to work the system, which is what will actually actually make you more likely to get that end result rather than just making the end result even bigger and potentially more intimidating almost. You don't want to put too much pressure. And so I think that it is so important to give yourself small rewards so that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself because that can create more stress and that can get yourself into a bad mental state. So that's one thing. And if you want more information on that, there's a really short little book that's really impactful called One Small Step Can Change Your Life. And he talks about in this book, the just the idea of taking really small steps to achieve bigger goals, you know, which is an idea that's discussed in quite a few different books, I think. But he also talks about some different applications about how small questions can set you into a better state of mind and can help you figure out strategically how to better achieve your goals. And how small rewards, really small rewards, rewards that you might not even think of as a reward, but he talks about the science of how small rewards, micro rewards can help to motivate you better and keep you moving forward. So another thing I'll mention about rewards is that I think it's important that you don't use something that you don't want to be a, a valuable thing in your life mm. as a reward. So, for example, I noticed, well, for a while, I was motivating my kids to do their schoolwork by telling them they could watch TV after they finished their schoolwork. (laughs) And I did this for a while and it worked great, except my kids started asking to watch TV all the time because they saw TV as the goal. TV was the best thing, it was the biggest prize. And so if they couldn't watch TV, they couldn't think of anything to do. Life was so boring if you didn't watch TV. It was, it was bad. Anyway, so I quickly realized, well, not as quickly as I would have liked, but eventually I realized that this was because I was making TV the goal. I was setting it on this kind of like a pedestal as like, this is the best prize. And so we needed to change things around. And so I started using completely different sorts of rewards that were things I actually wanted to be prized. So maybe when you finished your school, we can go for a walk around the block. Now, first you might think, well, my kid doesn't wanna go for a walk around the block. Well, if you make that the goal, you will find that they will see that as a positive thing. Now, depending on what the thing is, of course, you have to do, maybe finesse this a little bit. If your kid hates walking around the block and you try to make that the goal, it's not going to work, right? But if there's something that's kind of neutral, but you paint it, you kind of market it as the special thing they'll get to do, it can work really well. And with my own work, I was also trying to motivate myself with bigger things where it's like, okay, if I get my work done, then I can, I don't know, I can eat this fancy dessert or I can watch, I can binge my favorite Netflix show or something like that. But I found that it was kind of having this like, negative association where I was seeing my work as a bad thing that I had to get through in order to get the big good thing so instead I changed my rewards to be really small things things you might not even see as a reward like when I finish this task I will go get another glass of water when I finish this task I will journal for one page when I finish this task I will I don't know I'll draw a picture I don't even draw pictures but just a thing to be like positive reinforcement I did something so I got something I did something so I got something and I found that that worked much better even though you might think like, oh, those tiny little rewards, something I don't even care about, that's not going to motivate me. But it was just like that positive feedback of like some sort of result, some sort of reward that I got. Or
0: like taking a 15 minute break or walking around the block by yourself or yeah. something like that. Here's another d- example of something you would
1: not think is a reward. I don't really enjoy exercising. Maybe <laughs> maybe you love exercising, gay, but I don't really enjoy it. I do it because I see the results and sometimes I enjoy it but mostly I feel like it's difficult but even though I don't enjoy it that much I very well might use exercise as a reward for completing a task. So if I'm having a hard time getting through my work okay I'll do this task and then I will do like five burpees. Five burpees is not a reward but it still helps me to see this result that I got from doing this thing and kind of like feel the sense of accomplishment and also break things up if you're having a hard time staying focused.
0: Yeah and I like that because it's showing the small rewards are really showing that you finished something that you're able to accomplish something and that's the reason for them because if you accomplish that now you can keep going.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, it's like a mental reset. It's like getting to the the finish line in the race. And it doesn't matter that the finish line is not like ice cream and rainbows and, you know, ponies singing songs of your praise. Right. That's not what it's about. It's just the line. But just getting to that finish line gives you that sense of accomplishment. And that really, I think, is one of the most important things when it comes to being motivated is feeling Like
0: you're being successful. Yeah, because if you were working for someone else, um, usually there are reward systems or ways that you can earn extra vacation or whatever it is. So why not do that for yourself? Absolutely. And I mean, even the satisfaction,
1: although I think a lot of people would be like, well, this is, maybe they get desensitized. But the satisfaction of punching out. Yeah, totally. 100%. And even the satisfaction of just like your coworker being like, good job on that, or your boss, not yelling at you right like these tiny little things they're not like you know a big prize but they're this little satisfaction of your boss saying oh thanks for completing that you don't get that when you work for yourself you don't have a boss that you hand the thing to and they say thanks good job you know or thanks you know it's done they don't tell you it's done it's this ongoing never-ending thing unless you create some sort of reward system for yourself that we should be able to train our kids to do that for us right
0: (laughs) good job mom you completed that task (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? That would be great.
1: The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. Okay, so the next thing, well, that actually ties into the next thing, finding an accountability partner or some sort of community to help you stay the course.
0: As an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself, so you're motivating yourself, and it's really on you. Your expectations are your expectations. Getting things done is on you. When you bring someone else into it, it really becomes almost a driver that you have to get it done because they're expecting you to. And obviously that's not really the case when it comes to an accountability partner, but when you have an accountability partner, you both are working towards, some, most likely you're working toward a similar similar goal, maybe it's another entrepreneur with their own business or something like that, but you both have an end goal and you both want that, um, that accountability to say, here's what I wanna get done this week. And then they almost hold you to it in the fact that if you come back the next week and you don't have it done, now you've kind of let them down. And that's just a mental thing. You haven't really let them down. Mm -hmm. But there's value and there's really power in bringing others along on your journey. And with an accountability partner, you can also ask each other questions. Oh, I feel so stuck here. Maybe they'll have something, they'll have a question for you and it'll draw out the answer. Or um, they can say, oh, I found this really cool tool or resource that I'm using. You may want to look at it. You know, there's just the mastermind of it where you can kind of take off of each other. Or if you're not feeling motivated, you can go to that accountability partner and you can say, I don't want to do it today you know or and they can encourage you and they can be that encouragement saying hey you got it done and really that's a great way to find those somebody you can talk about here's what my goals are and they can say here's what my goals are and they might say "Uh, maybe you should break that up a little bit more what's your real goal for the day or for the week and that will be a motivation for you
1: it can be so helpful and oh, two things I wanna mention. One is just, yes, this can be difficult, right? Yes, it can be awkward. It can be hard to make friends online, it can be hard to find people who have similar goals to you. So I don't want anyone who's listening to think like, oh, it's easy for Gilliatt and Gabe, you know, like they just, you know, reach out to someone. It's easy for them. No, it's not easy. It is difficult a lot of the time to find an accountability partner. we really try to facilitate this as much as possible inside Startup Society to just give this members both, you know, to put them in the same space, right, with other people who have similar goals, but also give them opportunities to connect with each other. But even in that ideal situation, it can still be somewhat difficult, right? Just the awkwardness of meeting new people and scheduling and all of those things. So I don't want to paint this as too easy, but it is worth the effort for the reasons Gabe mentioned. I also want to say that you have to, in order for this to work well for you, I do think you have to know yourself and you have to kind of learn through the process how it works best for you. Some people find it very helpful to have an accountability partner and say, "Okay, I'm going to do these things by next week. And then they feel pretty motivated by that and they feel like kind of obligated to do them because they told someone else. Other people, that does not work for. Other people, this is me, (laughs) I immediately think, well, now I quote, have to, and that makes me not want to. And I don't really have to. They're not going to force me. And it almost is like a reverse psychology for me. And so I figured out that for me, what I need to do is just have someone to talk to and have it be more like mutual therapy. Talk about the things you did. Talk about the things that are standing in your way. Talk about what you want to do next. Very few commitments but more just about having a partner who you can talk through your mental issues with. And as Gabe mentioned, kind of have that, um, that sense of accountability in terms of like how you're making your plans, so like strategic accountability almost, so that you can say things out loud to someone else and they can give you feedback, external feedback about whether maybe you're biting off too much um, and how maybe you could break things down a little bit more. I also find that just saying things out loud, I'm quite an external processor, even though I'm an introvert. Saying things out loud to someone else, I often realize that there's something a little bit wrong with my plans and I can work on improving them. And so I find that, that sounding board, that sense of feedback, personally even more valuable than the, the black and white type of accountability, the obligation. Although when I don't, I can trick myself if I don't make it so black and white, I don't say I'm going to do this and then like get myself into this situation where I'm trying to like figure out how I can not do it because it feels too much like schoolwork or something like that. You know, like how can I get the A without having to do the homework? (laughs) Maybe it's just me who has this problem, but when it's more casual and it's just like, yeah, these are the things I'm planning to do this week, just planning to do, then I do feel kind of this natural sense of obligation of like, oh, I I should do what I said I was going to do. You know, I don't want to let this person down. So I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm just saying you need to know yourself and you need to work the process and learn
0: through the process and figure out what works for you. Yeah, that's really important because it will be different for everybody. Everyone will have a different way of what's, how does, what motivates you? Because some people are motivated out of anger. And some people are motivated out of rewards. Like my husband is motivated out of anger. When he gets mad, he gets more motivated. (laughs) I'm the other other way around. I'm motivated out of affirmation. Like if somebody tells me good job, I'm going to keep doing that and do it even better. Right. So you have to know how you're motivated.
1: That's an interesting thought. Maybe that's my husband. I had not thought of that. He's not. My husband is not a very motivated person in general. Mm -hmm. um, And it's more that he doesn't. He's not a very ambitious person. Right. He He's a very intellectual person. He thinks about a lot of things, but he doesn't really care about changing the way things are enough to take action on them. And so I'm always trying to figure out ways to like motivate him, quote unquote, right? Um, And, you know, giving him rewards or positive feedback, affirmation, that type of thing. And it's hard to motivate someone who's actually not motivated but when he does take action it often is from a negative motivation I guess I'll just say um where there's something he does want to change and that is when he feels motivated enough to do it not because someone says good job or please do this right yeah
0: and that's it that would be what my husband's like too so it's when it hurts bad enough then he'll change it and Mm -hmm. But what's funny about that is he is, like his love language is words of affirmation. <laughs> so it is an interesting com- concept, but it, it Yeah, that's interesting.
1: My husband's, I think, also is actually. Yeah. Words of affirmation, I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> huh, curious. Well, <laughs> before we wrap this up, I think there's one more thing that we can share about motivating yourself, aside from just knowing yourself, which is something that I think is hard to give practical advice about, mm-hmm. but... It's also, I think, a big part of this like reason why perseverance as you persevere through things, you get to know yourself better and you learn better what motivates yourself, which creates sort of a chicken and egg problem. Right. How do you motivate yourself if you're not motivated and you don't yet know what motivates you? Um, But it's just about showing up each day. Right. Mm -hmm. And taking the next step. If you've ever practiced meditating, you probably, know, I felt like I was meditating wrong for years. I would try doing it. And I was like, this isn't working for me. I can't meditate. And I finally realized, I don't know why more people don't say this, but the process of meditating, the practice of meditating is trying to focus on something and your mind wanders and then you bring it back. And that is the practice is bringing your mind back to whatever you are trying to focus on. And I didn't realize that for years, but I think that practicing perseverance, practicing being determined being disciplined is very much the same. The practice happens when you aren't and you bring yourself back, right? Mm -hmm. It also happens through just doing the the practice of taking the steps, right? The the daily habits, working the system, that's great. But where you really learn, where you really grow is when you wander off the path and you have to bring yourself back. Yeah,
0: that's so true.
1: So Gabe, with that in mind, what's this last thing, this last way to motivate yourself?
0: Yeah, the last thing really is, in your daily agenda. And maybe you have a tool for it. Like I use Asana as my workflow and it works for me because I do like having lists and I'm I'm <laughs> very much the person who's going to create a list and lose it and then be sad because I don't know where it went, but then forget all about it the next day, right? So um, Asana has helped me to just put down those daily tasks or have those recurring tasks and know kind of what I want to do each day. But really, it's more than just a project management tool that you need. It's really what are your priorities and focusing, really focus on that, that big thing first. Your daily agenda should work around what's the most important thing to get done and do that first Um, and What I've loved, so John Maxwell, a leadership coach, says, the secret of your success is determined by your daily agenda. Growth, success, and fulfillment come from making wise decisions on the priorities for your life and then managing them well in your daily agenda. So it really comes to what is your priority? What's most important? And if your vision or your goal is not a priority for you, you're not gonna work toward it. So there has to be a reason for it to be a priority. And then you really need to shift your agenda to almost go around it outside of your daily responsibilities because I, I will never put my business over my family. My family is first, right? That's my priority and making sure my kids are well taken care of. But other things can flow around my business um, if something comes up and wants to be put in the calendar, but it's going to get it in the way of what I really need to do for my next step then I might have to decide I'm going to sacrifice that for the day. It's not a priority. It's a distraction. So really making those choices and deciding what is most important for that day and then prioritizing that. And that is not something that you just learn and do. (laughs) It's something that you have to make a conscious decision daily to practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you have this element of the determination and having integrity and having perseverance, these character traits. And without those things, it's going to be really hard to stick to your goal. So and then you have your goal over here and you have your reason why you want to achieve your goal. But you might have seemingly those two things and still be struggling to stick to your goal. You might have a goal you want to achieve and a reason why, and you might have in other areas of your life perhaps a lot of determination a lot of discipline a lot of perseverance but it's not working and i think that in that situation one of the most likely reasons why is because of an incongruency you're talking about knowing your priorities if you have a goal that is incongruent with what you really want your true priority then you're going to really struggle to continue to work towards that goal Because even though you have apparently a reason why you want to achieve that goal, that reason why that goal is somehow in conflict with the things you truly want. And so you might be able to force yourself to continue to work towards it, but you'll probably find yourself falling off the wagon more frequently than you would like. You might find yourself not really enjoying the process. You might find yourself just struggling to stay motivated. Um, And so that is why congruency is so important here, in addition to just having those like elements that you need that we've been talking about with having the habits and having the discipline having the reason why but also having congruency between your true priorities your true values in life and the things you're actually trying to achieve Mm, that's good well this has been another fantastic episode thank you so much Gabe for joining us for another one This has been so good. I'm really enjoying our discussions about perseverance. We have two more episodes planned for these coming weeks. First of all, next week we'll be talking about six things that will derail you from your goals. Not six things that might, but six things that will. And so by identifying these things early on, it will enable you to see them before you come to them and make plans for how you will avoid them, how you will overcome them when they do happen. And then finally, two weeks from now, we'll be talking about how to decide when maybe it's time to give up and move on because there are certainly goals that you will for various reasons decide are no longer worth pursuing. And so we're gonna be giving you some advice on how to figure out how to make that decision so that you're not being wishy-washy and just giving up perhaps because you're not seeing the results you want as quickly as you want them or because Well, maybe that's what's actually happening subconsciously. And then in practice, you're making up reasons why you should change when really you need to stay the course. So thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode in this series on perseverance. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. And I look forward to having you back for another episode next week. And thank you again, Gabe, so much for everything you've been sharing with us. My pleasure. All right. Well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More, a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.